This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business, NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I've paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Nathan Latka here. This is episode 445. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Ben Weta. He did 200 grand in branded placement deals and tells you how to monetize your creative brain. Top Tribe, what is going on? Nathan Lacka here. Our guest this morning is none other than Timothy Sykes. His ego is so big, he doesn't need a bio. Tim, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> sure. <laughs> is it Tim or Timothy? Whatever. Okay. Either one. So look, I have to say, I am a wartime CEO. I love conflict. And my model fails badly unless people constantly attack me. How do you make sure people keep attacking you because you're in a very scammy space? Yeah. I mean, I trade penny stocks, so people naturally attack me. Um, I call out a lot of scams. I'm very harsh with my criticism. I remind everybody that most small companies fail. Most people in finance fail. Most traders fail. So I'm always poking at statistics and history. And no one really likes that because you know the main TV commercial in my industry is a talking baby promoted by E-Trade. <laughs> and I say, if that talking baby was actually a trader, he would get massacred. It would be an ugly, ugly sight. And that would be the reality of my industry. So, okay, let's go, guys. We're getting to that more in a second. You get a sense of what kind of Tim's all about from that those comments. Let's talk business for a second, though. What year? First off, how old are you now? I am thirty. Okay, what year did you get in? Thirty-five. What year did you get into this? Uh, I was seventeen years old. I got started young. Okay, so seventeen. And what was the first? I mean, what was the business when you first started? So I was a tennis player. My parents gave me control of my bar mitzvah game. <laughs> money, roughly 12,000. And they thought, okay, give the kid the money to the stock market. He'll lose it all. It'll be a good lesson. He'll learn the value of a dollar. And I screwed up all their plans by turning the 12,000 into nearly 2 million in my first four years. I love that. I was going to say on your front page, it says I turned 12,415 into 4.4 million bucks. Yeah, it keeps going, you know, but in my first four years, I was dumb. I was aggressive. I used to go all in. So I had my most success doing that, but now I've learned to be a little more conservative, but I still you know, make a few million. So I want to ask the question kind of where you spent your first grand of that bar mitzvah money, but only if the strategies you use back then still work today, do they? Yeah, they still work. You know, I, I trade penny stocks. They're very volatile. They're very scary. Um, you know, not as much as in 1999 and 2000 when I got started, I got started in the right time at the right place, you know, during the bubble, but there's still a lot of volatility. And my first 
big splurge was when I made a hundred thousand plus in a day as a freshman in college. You know, I couldn't even get into clubs. I had three fake IDs taken away from me. Uh, I could barely drink a glass of beer without, you know, feeling tipsy. Um, I was a mess. And That's yet still I made, the case, by the way, for anybody wondering. Exactly. That was, that was this week too. Um, no, but I, I made six figures in a day and it opened my eyes up. And what, was like, the crap, like, what was the ticker symbol? What was the company? ISCO. They said that they were going to fix the fuzziness uh, in cell phone reception back then. They said they were going to be on TV over the weekend. I put roughly three quarters of my net worth, which at the time was a quarter of a million dollars. I was so ballsy and, and dumb and naive, but they promoted themselves well over the weekend on TV. The stock spiked. I took a hundred thousand dollar profit. It actually, I had another day. It could have been two hundred thousand, but I, you know, that was my biggest gain. And so I took my whole dorm room out to dinner, and it was roughly eight hundred bucks because we're all college freshmen. We couldn't even order any liquor. So what did you put? What What was the price, and and uh, how much money did you put in when you bought it? Yeah. So the price was at seventeen dollars a share. It was actually up from five dollars a share earlier that week. So okay. it had tripled. Um, and I bought 10,000 shares and I sold it the following Monday at around $29 a share. So and you it bought went 10 out. at seven when it was at 17. Yeah. I bought 10 at 17, sold it at roughly 29 and it went to 49 the next day. It was just, uh, you know, that's the kind of crazy volatility that not so much now, but there still are stocks. AQXP. I was giving, uh, a training session I teach now uh, last summer in Madrid and the stock went from two to 55 in two days. So you have this kind of massive craziness in my niche. Yeah, this is so I'm looking at the stock price now of ISCO. That's the right ticker, right? <laughs> I, I think they, they went out of business. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a six point four five million dollar market cap now. So I can't look at any data now then. An eight, well, look at AQXP. Look at a, a two year chart of that. And it okay. went from two to fifty five. I think it's back down to like 10 or something. So what causes like what is typically causing this stuff? Is it just human emotion? Uh, human emotion, greed, hype, momentum, and mainly a short squeeze. So, you know, I'm primarily a short seller. I like to bet against companies because, again, they mostly fail. But every now and then, if you bet even against the scam and it keeps going higher, you have to cover your shorts for a loss. And when you cover your shorts, you buy it. And if all the shorts are covering at the same time, it's a short squeeze. And that's when you get these ridiculous run-ups. Hold on. Give, give, this is a teaching moment. Teach everyone. Describe that again, what a short squeeze is. Yeah. So... Think about you're, you're betting against a scam. You're like, this company is a scam. Their technology or product doesn't work. It's going to go to zero. This is Bill Ackman on Herbalife right now. <laughs> exactly. So I don't try and guess total businesses, but with a lot of these penny stocks, they will fail eventually. But the problem is, is that they also hype themselves up so much. So every single press release, it's like, oh, we're the next Microsoft. So if you short too soon, meaning you sell shares that you don't own, you bet on a stock price falling and the stock, for whatever reason, keeps going higher and higher, you have to cover your short to take your loss or sometimes your broker will buy you in because you don't have enough money in your account to cover your loss. So in order to cover your short, you have to buy it back. And when all the shorts are getting squeezed together, because that's what happens when a stock goes up too quickly, they all buy it back together. And that's when you get these stocks that go, you know, parabolic is what uh, I call So you're having to buy these stocks at the high price that you didn't think would happen. And you have to be able to stick it out and have enough cash powder to do that long enough for it to go lower than what you bought it at originally. 
Correct. And a lot of people don't understand that the stock market is not always logical and these stocks can stay up and go up faster than you ever think possible. So I've learned to be, you know, I short sell, but I'm very scared. Like I say, I'm like a cowardly stock trader. I say I'm a castrated choir boy type trader. And I I use like a Mickey Mouse voice. I'm like, oh, I'm shorting this stock now, but I have no balls. So I'm castrated. So I'm scared. And that helps me and my students understand that shorting, even if you're betting against a total scam, is very scary because scams, you know, are meant to go higher so that the insiders can profit either by selling insider shares or by doing a financing at inflated prices and then paying themselves ridiculous salaries over the next yeah, few years. Debt load basically, right? Yeah. So somehow a scam, you know, if a scam is successful, it's going to go higher. So you have to always be careful, even if you are betting against a sure thing. And I'm not even going to get into the whole Herbalife debate. I mean, that's, that's an actual debate about business. Yeah. I trade penny stocks. It's not even a question if it's a scam. It's like, okay, this is a given scam, but how long will the scam last? And so how what, is it, what is a scam about Equinox Pharmaceuticals? Um, well, you know, that's debatable, but it, it didn't go to go. It didn't deserve to go two to 55. That was a short squeeze. So yeah, where is me, that, by the way? What month? I don't see that. I see it going from 180 uh, to uh, 2213 in 2015. So this, was, this was in August of last year. This was the day was August 7th. Oh yeah. August. Yeah, I see that. I see it going. Oh, maybe they did a stock split or something. I see it going from one dollar fifty one cents up to twenty two, like overnight. Yeah. Is that overnight, what you're talking about? So overnight it did that, and then the next morning it goes to fifty, and it was just crazy. I was actually trying to short it. I couldn't find shares to short. This is one of the problems with my strategy that it's not very scalable. Even if I spot an absolute scam, I can only probably bet a few thousand shares, sometimes like ten or twenty thousand shares against the stock. So I've Why? made a few. Why? I don't understand that. that. Why not? So getting shares to short, you need to find brokers that have locates. Uh, you know, shorting requires a, basically a loan from your broker. And when there's an absolute scam, you know, I'm not saying AQXP is a scam, but when there's a, an absolute scam, like a pump and dump, like the things that you see in Wolf of Wall Street, everybody wants to short it. And there aren't that many shares to short. So I could never make like a billion dollars with my strategy. Oh. My strategy is, is ideal for people with small accounts. And that's why I teach. That's literally you just look at the volume. You look at the volume of shares outstanding. There's just not enough shares for everybody. Correct. They're small companies. So even like the biggest scam, you know, I busted sponge tech a few years ago and, you know, they were advertising everywhere with, with soap and a freaking sponge, but you had to question, wait a minute, are they really promoting this sponge or are they promoting their stock? Because every single sponge also had the ticker symbol on it. Uh, So I busted that. No way. The the sponge actually had the ticker symbol marketing on the product packaging. Of course. Uh, And they were, (laughs) They were promoting themselves everywhere. They were at Madison Square Garden. They were promoting themselves at the U.S. Open. They later defaulted on all their advertising deals. But that's crazy. That's a blatant scam. And that one, I could not find enough shares to short. I that's, wish I could have. That's crazy. Yeah. So just so everyone has some uh, comparable here. So, you know, AQXP, there's only 338,000 in, ter- in terms of volume. It looks like shares outstanding, right? I think I'm getting yeah, that right. I mean, AQXP is a tiny company. And yeah. it, this is just one example that went from two to 55. Uh, there's not many of them that go from single digits to like 50 bucks a share in a few days. Yeah. Okay. So it's just him. Let's go. You, this has been valuable in terms of how, kind of how you're making money on these. The last question people yeah, are going to be wondering too is, nice on me. I know, what, but look, what's I'm, going on? I know, I know, I know you love kind of the other side. I get it. The problem is like, I love it, right? I, this kind of thing I like, but I want to talk about that in a second, the emotions before I do that, though, where are you, what research are you doing kind of daily to find these kinds of things before they happen? Yeah. So I'm always looking at big percent gainers. Um, My team and I just created this new tool called uh, StocksToTrade.com, which basically searches for big percent gainers on every different uh, major index, whether it's a a one-day gainer, three-day gainer, five-day gainer. 
big percent gains tend to, you know, create more big percent gains as short sellers enter too early, as momentum traders pile in. How do you make sure, though, you get it at the right time or you get in at the right time? Ah, well, that's the trick. You know, it's not an exact science. I never try to catch the exact bottom or top. Um, It's all about just trying to take the meat of the move, playing this kind of volatility. Okay, so let's go back to kind of the info product. So that's you said this is why you teach because this what you're doing right now is not scalable in the actual market. So what are you when did you kind of start teaching courses and more of the info product stuff? Yeah, so I was on this TV show called Wall Street Warriors in 2006, 2007, and it kind of went viral on the internet. I guess we were like the number one uh, TV show downloaded on iTunes back then. <laughs> I, I just heard out of heard about this, um, but that led me to help people understand. Wait a minute, there's a lot of people who want to turn a few thousand into a few million. And there's no one, no one who teaches this stuff who's real. Because most people in finance, you know, if you can't do, you teach. But I can do and I can teach, but my strategy also has limitations. So I got started teaching in late 2007 and, you know, been doing it ever since. Now I have actually a few millionaire students who have turned a few thousand into a few million already too. So seven, what was your first year revenue, both on the stock gains and the info product stuff? Uh, well, I, I trade with a small account. I go back to my $12,000 account every year just in order to show how to grow it. So this year, like I've turned 12000 into 85000 um, which is, you know, kind of awesome in a flat market, but it's a realistic version of what my strategy is capable of. First yeah. year, I think we might have done, I don't know, maybe $100,000 in teaching revenue and roughly the same in, in trading profits. So talk 200 k Fast forward to 2015. What was total revenue in 2015? Uh, roughly 20 million and trading profits were the same, roughly a hundred thousand dollars because I I trade with such a small account. Okay. So about, about 20, you know, 20 million on the teaching about a hundred grand on the actual (laughs) trading. Correct. Hey, that's how it works, man. So listen, a key piece of your strategy is the kind of battles, right? You you have to have people attacking you. Otherwise, you, you either you have to force people to either love you or hate you, right? Which means you have to attack targets. How do you either incite people to attack you to use it to get traffic back to your own stuff? Or how do you go find people to attack yourself? Yeah, I mean, what you say is very methodical and very true. Come on, Tim, you think about this shit. Don't act like you don't. In in the beginning, I didn't realize it. In the beginning, I was just so pissed off that people said, oh, you can't short sell penny stocks. What you're doing is illegal. You're a criminal. And that made my blood boil. Now, maybe I've realized, okay, it is good to be polarizing and have the love and hate. You have to. I attack these companies. Um, I attack promoters. I've gotten death threats. Uh, if you who, look who at give you a death threat, various promoters of scams that I've give me one example. I mean, uh, R.A.Y.S. was a pump and dump uh, from, I don't know, five years ago. Oh, and so these aren't teachers you're attacking. These are actual companies that you're attacking. Correct. correct. Well, they're, they're not even real companies. They're like boiler room uh, operations that you see like in Wolf of Wall Street. So I attack and they're trying to promote it via. Yeah, boiler rooms in the Philippines and Arizona and Belize and uh, Panama. I mean, they, they have boiler rooms all over the world. And Raise is so. delisted now. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have a whole uh, music video called No Borrow, No Cry, where I list 77 pump and dumps that I tried to short sell. I exposed them all, but there weren't always shares to short. And, you know, I, I did a spoof music video like No Borrow, No Cry cry. And where are you? So what's the website where the people are actually buying kind of this info product for you? What is it? What is the product? Uh, it's all on timothysykes.com. That's my blog. And then, you know, I have different video lessons. I do webinars. I do like, I just did a live trade this morning. I made roughly a thousand bucks. So everyone could see what I did. Um, I didn't necessarily bet against a scam. I bet against an auto part company that, uh, I thought was overextended. The ticker symbol is S O R L. Uh And I bet against it at $4 
dollars and forty cents a share, and covered this morning at three dollars and ninety cents a share. So, so this is small Source trade, Cap, small source, profit. This, uh, the auto parts company. Sorrel Artery. Yeah, correct. And yeah. you know, sometimes it's not always just betting against a scam. This one just always tends to spike up to four dollars and fifty cents and come back down. So I was betting on historical price action. And in this case, I was right. Yeah, interesting. Um, what is the, uh, I'm looking at the thing here. You, you do a great job with content. I imagine you've, you've done a great job building your list. What's the list size at now? Um, roughly like 200,000 people, but yeah. most people don't want to learn. The problem that I run into is they just want picks because that's basically what, what everyone loves. You know, Jim Cramer pioneered it with buy, 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 sell, sell, sell. And everyone just like, hey, what about this pick? And I'm like, no, you have to learn how to read the SEC filings. You have to learn, you know, where to find shares to short. And they're like, shut up, just give us picks. Yep. So yeah, it's, always, like, it's like a drug. It's like a dopamine hit. It, it's a total drug. So yep. my list might be 200,000 people, but only like 10,000 people even bother opening anything that's not like buy this or short this. So yep. I have to I have to teach these degenerates and it's it's tough. Yeah, it is. What is the what is the uh, total number kind of a unique customers you've served over since 2007? Um, probably about like 40 or 50,000 people Okay, have bought at least something from you and you have prices ranging from what to what? Uh, I mean, I have my latest DVD trader checklist.com is 11 hours for free. So what the hell are you doing selling a DVD? Are you selling to grandmas? Uh, yes. Yes. Seriously? (laughs) So well, DVDs and streaming DVDs, but you know, remember I'm not teaching the most forward thinking people. So I, they like DVDs. A lot of people are like truck drivers. (laughs) They have DVD players as they're driving. I'm like, don't watch the DVD and drive, guys. Like, this is scary. Got but it. they actually love hard copy DVDs. Lately, we've been doing streaming. So for, um, 40 bucks up to what? What's most expensive? Uh, you know, a few thousand dollars if you get all my DVDs, all my video lessons, and you do, like, in-person coaching with me. I, I try every single thing to teach these degenerates rules. And I also get in fights with my students. Yeah, I should mention this because it's tough for me to teach discipline when these people have no discipline. And in the past, I probably come down a little too hard. I actually had to write a whole apology post a few weeks ago because I don't want people to stop learning just because I'm a dick. Um, but I do also have to stick to my rules because when people are breaking them, you know, 90% of traders lose money. So I have to come down hard. Like I'm like a drill sergeant, but I also don't want to dissuade them. So yeah. it's a fine line. Last question before we get into my kind of the wrap up part of the show. Um, you're generating, I imagine, pretty good cash flows if you're doing 20 million. And I mean, there's not this isn't a high cost stuff, right? Correct. Yeah. Where? Okay, so t- take me out of Timothy Sykes businessman stock stuff. Personally, how are you getting paying yourself out of the business? And where are you putting are you putting it in real estate? Where are you doing that? What are you doing with it? To tell you the truth, I don't even know that stuff. My dad, actually my mom and dad work with me and Uh they handle a lot of that. I'm so focused on giving video lessons and finance. I I have a little real estate in Miami that I bought. You know, I bought my mom like an apartment and and she loves that. Where's that 20 Um, million go though? I mean, there's a lot of free cash flow there. I'm just curious. there's cash flow. I just started a charity foundation. We have about 4 million okay. in the charity. I'm building schools. Um, but frankly, it, for me, it's not even just about the money. Like I have money, I have savings. It's mostly all cash. I'm, I don't trust the overall stock market, especially after an eight year bull market. But for me, it's, it's so focused on every single day delivering more and more content. Uh, I wish that I had a better plan. I wish that I actually kind of hope for a stock market crash just so I can take a week or a month oh, off buy, and, buy, buy. Yeah. and get, get my own stuff, my own crap together. Cause it's, it's really not, it's kind of funny how, how poorly, uh, planned I am with, with my long-term investments and in, in taxes and stuff. You did 20 million in 2015. What were you doing in 2016? Uh, we're on track for probably about 25, maybe 27 million. Cool. You know, it's, it's not always just about growth. Like we just released stocks to trade, which 
is kind of not biased. It's, it's data-based uh, products. So that way you can see all the, the big percentage and see potential plays and you don't have to deal with my annoying voice. I'm trying to find your expensive courses because at that volume, you have to be selling more than just like the DVDs. You must have like a multi-thousand dollar coaching or something somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, but again, we don't just sell it. Like you actually have to apply and talk with my team because we don't just want anybody. I give live webinars every single week. I don't want people in the chat room who are just like, shut up about the teaching. Give me pics. We've had that. We've had to ban them from the chat room. So for me, they actually have to go through a whole interview process because kind of the good thing about being real in an industry full of scams is I get to choose my students. And then you can say, wait a minute, do I want to learn in person? Do I want these live webinars every week? Do I just want video lessons? And they get to choose their level of dedication. Awesome. Tim, this is great. If people want to follow you as you keep building this business in 2016 and beyond, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? TimothySykes.com or any major social media. It's all Timothy Sykes. And, you know, check out my Instagram pictures. I'm, I'm, trying to provide inspiration because teaching can get boring. All right, guys, so very quickly, many of you well. heard I acquired Send Later at NathanLatka.com forward slash Send Later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at Nathan NathanLatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. <laughs> it's fun to watch, guys. Check it out. We'll link that in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 445. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 445. Timothy, time for the famous five. These are rapid fire questions. You ready? Bring it. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, uh, favorite business book, Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, no. <laughs> number three. I think those CEOs just suck. And Come on. Over- you're attacking somebody right now. You're probably following whoever you're attacking, right? I'll, I'll attack John McAfee of uh, MGT. It's a, a kind of a pump uh, little penny stock. And they just got under SEC investigation yesterday. Wasn't he trying to run for president too? He was trying to run for president. He's also allegedly uh, a murderer. You know, he's a big pro- opponent of drugs, but his penny stock has also gone from 30 cents to $4 a share. And it just tanked 50% in the past two days now that he's under SEC investigation. That's hysterical. Number three, yes or no, or sorry, is our favorite online tool you have like HostGator? Um, I mean, I love, I'll, I'll go with Business Insider. I, I love it. I think that their, uh, you know, writing skills and, and stories are just incredible. Would, I you check ever it buy, out. would you ever buy a media company like that? Uh, I don't think, you know, advertising and, and usage numbers that's a tough, tough business for me. I'd rather, you know, buy companies that provide a specific, you know, product. I know that there's like upsells with business insider and their quarterly reports. I'm not a fan of that business model. Number four, yes or no. Do you get eight hours of sleep every night? 
I wish. I really <laughs> wish. I travel too much. I try every now and then, but that's one of my big, you know, New Year's resolutions to sleep more. I just started doing yoga. I'm trying to be healthier. It's tough. Yeah, you're you're gonna, I'm gonna find you a Lululemon before we know it. Jeez, I I just asked my my yoga teacher. I was like, should I just go out and buy like tons of Lululemon <laughs> stuff? And he's like, just you know, wait wait a few days. Let's see you do more than like one move first. <laughs> what's what's your situation? Are you married? Single? You have kids? Uh, I'm engaged, and we're actually getting married next summer oh, in wow. uh, Italy. Congratulations! And how old are you again? I'm 35. 35. So Tim, last question, man. Take us back 15 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Ah, don't be so cocky. I had already made, you know, nearly a million dollars. And I thought you have to be cocky. I don't believe I don't think you believe that. No, no, you have to be cocky. No, now it doesn't matter. Now I'm I'm successful and I'm proven and I have millionaire students. But back then, I thought that I was king of the world after making, you know, nearly a million dollars. I'm comparing my annual salary to NBA players and extrapolating that and saying, oh, look at how much I can make. And every single year is tough. Every single year is a grind. If you're making half a million or a million or if you're making nothing, you can never get too cocky. You can never be, you know, too just, oh, I'm not going to work anymore. I have enough. When you're in the grind, if you're trading, if you're teaching, if you're in the media game, you know, you got to want it. Everyone else wants it. You have so much competition. And I probably took my foot off the pedal a little too much because I was young and naive. Now I'm not so much. Top Tribe, there you have it. Keep your foot on the pedal. Don't get cocky. Someone else is going to catch up. From Timothy Sykes launched his info product business in 2007. Started with his 12 grand in bar mitzvah money, now worth over 43 million bucks just from that, or 4.3 million bucks just from that. He does over 20 million per year now as an info product sales and his stock trading has served over 40,000 customers. Tim, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, thanks for having me and stop being so nice to me. What the hell? <laughs> I think it was pretty tough. Uh, you, Our strategies are like the same. So it's kind of like, it's weird. It's, it's fun to watch. It's like a shit show on wheels, right? Fair enough. <laughs> Top Tribe, if you enjoyed Timothy today, go back and listen to Mark Ross yesterday. Mark did $1.5 million in revenue last month. It's a SaaS business that helps film studios render their animations faster using hypercomputing latency space. His company is called Grid Markets. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.